Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome to Mind, Body, and Business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insight for a strong mind and healthy body, along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business. I'm your host, Maria Moore, and today I have a special guest who is the ultimate example of the three pillars of this podcast. She is on all accounts, Miss Mind, Body, and Business, entrepreneur, mental health advocate, fitness enthusiast, and my virtual BFF, y'all, CEO and creator of J Sculpt Fitness, Miss Jazz Jackson. Girl, I have been admiring you on social media for years, and it is so awesome to finally be able to chat with you. I feel like we have like a a parasocial they call them parasocial relationships like I feel like I've known you for so many years and we've had conversations via DM and just sending each other love so when you contacted me I was like absolutely I have so much respect and just admiration for you for all that you've done in broadcasting it was really inspiring for me so it was a no-brainer well sis you know the feeling is mutual I have been so amazed by your explosive growth over the last, what, five to seven years. I know you've been at it for a while, but to see you take the idea of J-Sculpt and turn it into a multi-million dollar business. I mean, even with you and your YouTube videos and your broadcasting background, um, I'm just so proud of you. Thank you so much. I, I really received that. I've been in a, in a place in my, in my life and career where I've been taking a lot of inventory of everything that I've done. And I've like, you know how it is when you when you're in something for so long, you have to take a step back to to pat yourself on the back because we are our greatest like critics. And so I find myself like, am I doing enough? Like, am I aware I'm supposed to be? So when I have people like yourself that I really respect in the industry say that to me, it means a lot. So so thank you so much. But I will say that like a lot of people think that my start was on YouTube, but I actually was doing television before YouTube. And well, tell me about that. Yeah. So that was that was like what I really wanted to do. I went to school to be a news reporter. And so that's kind of where I was like, well, maybe I can come through the back door of YouTube <laughs> and, and do it that way. But then YouTube took off for me and I was just like, okay, well, let me sit here and see where, where this takes me. But I worked in local television here in Chicago for, for a few years, just kind of doing some background work and then found my way into YouTube. And then YouTube became what it was. You know, I was an influencer before becoming an influencer. Like there really wasn't a name. Um, and I would, I would tell my family, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm making videos and companies are reaching out to me and they're like, how do you make money? And I'm like, it's a whole thing. So, you know, now 10 plus years later, um, obviously it's this booming world where people actually 
desire to be to be influencers. It's very interesting to see how the world is today. But when I was doing it, it was like super faux pas. Yes, girl, you was killing them during the low resolution days before we even knew the concept of influencers. So props to you for getting it in early and really paving the way for so many people who are making tons of money on social media. It's very true. I mean, we were just... A, a, a camera, you know, a little cheap camera when, when the phones was doing doing the video, like just our phones and, and the natural lighting. And it was very organic. And I, I really do miss that element of it. I, I, I do remember when the shift started to happen as an influencer um, on, on YouTube specifically, like you started to notice that influencers was doing these big productions. It's like, what is going on? Like all the yeah. lighting was very, very different. It's like, oh, this is a huge production. And so a lot of us, even, you know, those of us that were at the very beginning of it, like we had to catch up as well. And now, I mean, it's just influencers are very much like pseudo celebrities. Some of them have managed to actually move over into celebrity status. So it's really interesting to see it, to be on the ground floor of it and to see how much it's grown. Right. And you've grown a lot with it in many different areas of your life as an entrepreneur, in your fitness journey. We love seeing the inspiring photos, your before and after. And also um, as it relates to your mental wellness and you have been very transparent about your mental health struggles. And, you know, when people see folks like you who are really successful and appear to have it all together, um, I know from experience that, you know, there are things that are going on in the background that folks don't always see on social media. One thing that has been really um, healing for me is going to therapy. And I used to think that therapy was for folks who, you know, had some screws loose, who didn't know how to control their emotions, who didn't know how to manage their feelings. And once I finally got into therapy, I was like, I should have been doing this the whole time. Um, and because you are that transparent person that inspires many people, can you talk a little bit about your mental health journey and maybe some of the things that we don't see you share on social media? Yeah. Um, so I have a really long history, I guess you would say, with um, my mental health journey. And it really uh, stems from my childhood. If you've ever gone to therapy at any point at always, everything that we've gone through, it really does stem from your childhood. And so um, when I hit about 25, I started to notice that there were just ebbs and flows within my within my mental state like I would be um very high and then very low and you know um someone that I was dating at the time you know he suggested that I would go to a doctor and speak to someone and at that time I was like nothing is wrong with me I thought it was you know trying to be rude and just say something out of out of spite but you know I took him up on the offer and what I uncovered was that I was dealing with PTSD um, and anxiety. And so for me, um, I grew up in an environment. My, my mother was heavily addicted to drugs. And so I grew up kind of in that era and dealing with a lot of core family members in and out of my life. And so it kind of really sh uh, shaped who I was as an individual in my adult years. And I was kind of secretly and really unknowingly dealing with that. It was just my day-to-day -day life. But then YouTube came around. And as we were talking about, YouTube became this big thing, this big spectacle of like glitz and glam and everything's perfect and the hair is 
the makeup's perfect. And, you know, Jazz, she has this bubbly personality and she's, you know, she's always on. And, you know, when I would turn the camera off, it would just kind of be like, you know, I'm Jazz. As soon as the camera's off, it's like, okay, I don't have to be that anymore. Like I can, you know, um, this is really who I am. But that became a challenge for me. I just could no longer really fight what I was dealing with internally. And so that began, you know, my, my mental health journey at the age of 25, but uncovering things that you've never dealt with before is really challenging because you don't really realize how deeply rooted it is within you. And sometimes it's hard to face what's really happening within you. Um, and so I just, you know, I would, I would go in and out for many years of therapy and just saying like, oh my God, this is too hard and shy away from it and find myself back at it because what would happen, I would find myself back in depressive episodes if I wasn't continuously going through um, the therapy sessions. And obviously I was in front of the camera. So you kind of have to, make sure that things are level because you can't always be on when you're not on internally. To kind of take a step back a bit, um, I initially started for my mental state and I was taking medication and I, and the, the medication was negatively affecting me. And my doctor at the time, you know, she suggested, she was like, well, you know, you don't necessarily have to take medication. You can go the holistic way with this. You can, you can work out, you can, you can, um, eat a healthy diet, you can, you can meditate and you can journal. And as a black woman, young black woman, like all of that stuff sounded very foreign to me. I was yeah. never, I was, I was, I was never the girl that worked out, but I did not like the way that this medication was, was treating me. And so I was just like, well, you know what, let me see if this holistic way will work for me. And when I say it unlocked it was literally the key. It was like a portal for me that changed my entire trajectory. Like I, I owe so much to living a healthy lifestyle. I owe so much to therapy because it really unlocked a part of me that I truly did not know existed. Yes, and it's such a blessing when you unlock that part of yourself when you discover who you truly are and what you're capable of. So thank you so much for sharing that. You know, for me as a parent, and I know your mom as well, I sometimes find myself trying to raise my kids in a way that guards them from the pain that I experienced as a child. I get worried that they'll feel unloved or neglected or, you know, does mom love me and does she care? Because those were experiences that I had as a child. Is it a challenge for you to raise your child differently and not bring those childhood experiences into your role as a mother? I have on very deep levels, you know, because you find yourself reacting in certain ways and it's really the child in you behaving and showing up to your children. And it's like, you know what, I wouldn't, this is not really who I am. It's just, it's just my reaction. And one of the challenges and I don't even know I don't think I've ever talked about this before but there's a part of me because sometimes I see my son and he's sad and there is a there's a study that that's out that kind of says that depression can be transferred 
And Mm -hmm. I often wonder sometimes if I have passed that along to my son, you know? And so Mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest challenges for me because, you know, sometimes I'll see him go through ebbs and flows and I'm like, oh my goodness, like, did I do that? And, you know, we've, we're, we're working to, to help him, you know, at this point, but um, yeah, I definitely, as a mother, find myself wondering what I've imprinted on my child, for sure, based upon my child. Well, he is blessed to have you as a mom because you are doing an amazing job. Uh, Let's go back and talk about therapy because uh, a lot of folks sometimes feel like, okay, if I go to therapy, I'm going to talk about this problem. They're going to tell me what to do and I'm going to be all good and I can move on with my life. I thought that that therapy was going to be a cure, like I was going to be cured from the from the depression, but you're not. And because it's 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 on a on a neurological level, you know what I mean? And so you you really therapy is there to give you the tools to work Mm -hmm. through when you're having these moments. You know, I had to come to a realization that um, I may always have depressive episodes and go through these moments where I'm having really low moments, but I have the tools from therapy to help me through them. And also just um, being self-aware and kind of understanding when triggers may arise, understanding to remove certain triggers from my life, you know, because all of that is so important, but that comes with the self-awareness. So absolutely getting outside. I've learned for me, one of the biggest things, because I didn't realize that a byproduct of my depression was that I became like a recluse and a major introvert, almost to my detriment. You know what I mean? And so I realized that when I started socializing and being around people with with healthy and happy spirits and finding my finding my people just getting outside and walking and actually getting air getting by vit- you know getting vitamin d like these things it sounds like very you know <laughs> you know it sounds like up in the clouds but it's so true um because these are the tools that you know will help you through those moments because I mean, honestly, I wish I could say, like, go to therapy and you'll be fine. Everything will be erased. And it's just not true. It's not true. But if you if you go, you'll be given these tools to help you through those uh, rougher days. Yes, we get so many tools in therapy. And, you know, Jazz, another thing to help people get through their rougher days is exercise. You know, we see you exercising on social media. We see the magic and results that your J-Sculpt belt has produced. But I know from experience that it's not just about moving your body, but having that mental preparation, getting your mind clear to actually get out and do it. What would you say has been the most transformative thing for you in terms of your physical wellness? Honestly, I think just believing that I could do it mm-hmm. because I wasn't, uh, I don't come from a background of, of health and fitness. You know, my, my entire family, I come from a Southern family. We, we ate with everything, you know, we said we ate, uh, you know, happy times, you know, it was just, so many things and that's just many black families in general you know we just a lot of our celebrations are surrounded by food um and there's less conversation about being healthy um and being physic and also being physically fit i think within our community and as we see now especially with um plastic surgery being at such a such a high there's more of an emphasis on how we appear aesthetically uh versus 
what's happening with us internally. And so for me, you know, I kind of already had, I kind of already had it. I've always been a curvy girl, but when I started to see what would, or feel what would happen to me internally, just how I felt becoming stronger, becoming faster, um, sleeping better, uh, like, but like my God, or even just the benefits of, of fitness with depression, like those endorphins running and, you know, helping to, to calm me. Like it was just, it became a no brainer for me. So now it's really like fitness is a non-negotiable that does not, that is a, that is a non-negotiable for me. I get up every day. I, I have to work. It's my medicine. It's my medicine. And so, you know, the J scope belt is a tool, and I try to I try my best to to push this. It's like it's a tool. It's something that you use when you're active, but to think that it's going to um, resolve what you actually need to do, which is, which is make the choice to be healthy, which is to get up and, and, and have movement. I think that that's, um, that's an unfair thing to think of, like to, 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 to put so much energy into a product. It's the work that you put in for yourself. So for me, it's just, it's just such a key component, just, just, um, you know, staying active within my life. Right. And as a trainer, I know the more you stay active, the more you see those progressions in the gym. What would you say was one thing that really wowed you in terms of your progress in the gym? Was it like lifting weights, running faster? What was that one thing that made you say, wow, I am killing it? I think just when you start to see how much strength you build, to see Mm -hmm. the strength that I've built, um, especially this time around, to see me, you know, lifting the weights that I'm lifting and, and it kind of happens like haphazardly, like you'll just be doing a set and then you'll grab like a 40 or 50 pounder. And as you're doing whatever with it, you're like, wait a minute, this is 50 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And like you, you kind of take a step back and you remember when you first started and you could barely do 20 pounds, you know what I mean? So I think for me, that's one of, one of the, one of the, biggest aha moments that that I've had I'm still one of my goals because I cannot do a pull-up to save my life like I'm a strong girl but that pull-up is another that's another thing so I think that's one of the one of my long-term goals is to be able to do a couple of pull-ups on my own unassisted that's when I'm that's when I know I'm really doing my thing girl you're gonna get to it I think 2023 is a year that Jazz Jackson does an unassisted pull-up I'm claiming it for you girl but you know all you really need is determination and a good soundtrack we know movement is medicine but music is medicine too What are your go-to songs? What is that one record that just gets you hype and makes you feel like you can do anything when you're working out? Oh my God. Hands down is um, Outkast, B.O.B., Bombs Over Baghdad. Oh my God. Like I just get this rush of energy and it don't matter what I'm doing. And from start to finish, that song Mm -hmm. is so motivated. Even the bridge, like the, Uh it's like, in where it's like a cool down it's like it's the perfect song so whenever i'm like trying to crush a workout definitely outcast and shout out to atlanta so you know no doubt shout out to the a man all the hype the vibes the motivation the good energy coming out of the atl for show um lots of good vibes and good energy uh for you as it relates to being an entrepreneur girl you killing it now with being 
a successful entrepreneur like yourself, it definitely requires a lot of discipline because, you know, when you're working for an employer, you have a set schedule, you need to clock in at a certain time, you have a list of responsibilities. And for a lot of people that are starting businesses, you know, it's an adjustment to hold yourself accountable and get the task done to, you know, move your business forward. What has been the key for you and what have you learned about discipline and managing your day to run a successful business? Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. You know what? In the in the beginning years of J Sculpt, it was much easier um, because I was like a solopreneur. I was a one man band, so my day was so full of things to do. It was like from start to finish, there was something to do. But as the business began to scale and I began to delegate, I'm like, well, I you know my hands are empty at this point. And so now, um, where the business is today, uh, I'm definitely more hands-on now because we've downsized the business. If you, if you, if you know, like past two years have been crazy for businesses. Um, and so I've kind of had to step back into the business, but still not as much as I was in the beginning years of J Sculpt. Um, so I've settled in, in that delegation phase of the business. And now honestly, Maria, like I'm looking for what's next. Like, I um, I'm in a place where I'm ready to create something again and mm. see if I can make it grow, you know, because there was always this part of me that felt like J sculpt was an anomaly, like, and, and I was so lucky, you know what I mean? And I almost felt like, even for me, it felt like it became like an overnight success. Like I was, people were like, girl, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> And I'm like, I don't even, you know, there's times where I was like, I don't even know how I did this, but I was just so present in the day to day of the business that I, I, I never got an opportunity to take a step back and actually say like, well, you learned along the way. So now that it's been almost six years, I'm like, okay, can I take all of the, all that I've learned from this business and do it with something else and can, and the challenge is, not can I make it as successful, but what can I, what can I bring to it to make that grow? And so that's where I'm at. And then there's this part of me because I mean, I'm just, it's so deep within me. Um, there's this, there's this little itch I'm getting again, where I'm like, do you want to start podgy? Do you want to do podcasting? Do you want to get back into radio? Well, maybe not radio, but podcasting for sure. I just got that little itch. I'm just like, maybe I can just do, you know, do a couple of episodes a month. And because I love it so much, I love talking. Like I could sit and do this with you all day. And so that's one thing with running, running a business like this, uh, especially it being a consumer based business, I felt like um, there's a part of me that had to had to hide because when there are issues, they find you. People find me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, they especially us. <laughs> we go find you when it's a problem. You're going to hear. <laughs> so, you know, so for me, you know, um, I am. I'm still very thankful. I'm still in the in the trenches, if you will, with J-School, but I'm definitely ready to try something new. You are such an extremely driven and ambitious woman. Some 
may call you a workaholic, uh, but I totally understand how you can be just passionate and addicted to growth and just really wanting to get outside of your comfort zone and, you know, discover and evolve and do new things. Have you accepted that about yourself, that you're different? I've come to terms with that, that I just, there's a part of me that always needs to be kept busy. You know, I just, I need to try new things. I've always been that way and I'm okay with that. Um, I think that it fuels me in a way um, that gives me just a lot of joy. You know, I like to, to do that, like to try new things. I like to, I like to push my limits or see how far I can go. And, and one of the things too, I will say, um, that's cool about just life's experiences. When you start to see things or get different experiences, you see that, that there is more to life. Like, for example, um, when launching J Sculpt, you know, obviously my, my purpose of it was to just come out with a product and sell that product. But along the way, I learned so much about package packaging and shipping and logistics and, um, you know, import export with, uh, you know, shipping things from, from overseas and how to facilitate that. And then you realize like, it's a lot more happening out here that you can tap into that you've learned. And so I'm always just like in a place of like, what else is there? You know, I'm content with what I have, but I am always like, what else is out there for me? You know, Jazz, it's so cool to hear you speak this way because, you know, prior to us getting together on this podcast, I said, you know, let me see what the sister's talking about, some other conversations that she's had in previous interviews, just to get to know parts of you that I may not have already known. And one <laughs> one interview you did that just tickled me, and it was also really inspiring, is, you know, you were talking about starting J-Scope Fitness and what some of your financial goals were. And you were like, I just want to be able to make $5,000 a month. And clearly you are like <laughs> totally blowing that out the water right now. I mean, how does it make you feel? I think about that often and I chuckle every single time because I was, I was so sincere in that thought process. You know, I was just like that, um, survival mentality. And that's another thing like with entrepreneurship, like that I, something that I had to unlearn, especially coming from humble beginnings is just about survival. Like what can I do to get by versus a, a thriving mentality? And so part of my, part of my journey was the unlearning of a survival mentality mm. and moving to a, a thriving mentality. And I often battle with that even, even today because it's a part of my roots, but um, I had to see that there was so much more and, you know, be a part of that growth to know that I was far more capable of $5,000 a month. And so now, oh my God, you I, sometimes I don't even want to tell people what my goals are, you know, <laughs> because people look at me crazy, you know, but, but I'm like, no, 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 it's absolutely achievable, you know, but just the, just a different change in, in, in mindset. Oh, and, and also too, I feel like, um, fitness have, has done that for me as well, because when you're in it every day and you're seeing the changes and you're getting stronger, you, it, it shows you that there's more to you than, than just what you came in there to do. So everything is just like, you know, intertwined with each other. It's so cool how your mindset has evolved about growth over the years. And it also 
is really cool that you experience what it was like to be in the trenches because I recall um, some years ago you were actually feeling all of the orders in your house for J Sculpt Fitness, right? Yes, I was doing everything. I was in my in my apartment and I was shipping my product from overseas and the product was coming to my house. And my house turned into a warehouse. It was boxes everywhere and packaging everywhere. And I was packaging those orders. I would throw them into my my, my little coop and it would be stacks and stacks of, of packaging. And I would roll them into the into the USPS because couldn't could definitely could not afford <laughs> FedEx or anything like that. And that was my life. And I did that for, I want to say, two and a half two and a half years. That was, that was my every day. That was my every, I don't regret it. I don't regret it because I built so much grit during that time. Um, And then now, you know, I find myself uh, in the, in the warehouse, which, oh my God, I'm saying stuff like that now, like (laughs) warehouse. Uh, We now have a nearly 17,000 square foot warehouse. Never thought never thought I would be there and I'm packaging orders and it gives me this nostalgia of like, Mm -hmm. can you believe how far you've come? So, and you know, in that it gives me so much, so much joy and in just packaging. And those are, those are small wins for me because still, I mean, to, to still be around almost six years later, that's a gift in itself. It is. I find joy in all aspects of running my business. And, you know, another thing about being an entrepreneur and starting something from the ground up is you have these moments, so many moments, almost like daily moments where you experience self-discovery, like you really grow both professionally and personally. Have you experienced that as well? J-Scopes has helped me so much personally because I've gone through so much personal development through J Sculpt. And, uh, you know, I guess to kind of pull this all together, like one of the things that I really was challenged with all throughout my life was people pleasing and, and trying to be all for everyone. And then I launched J Sculpt and, and I started to realize that I couldn't fulfill everybody's needs, you know, especially in the customer service world of things. Like some people would, would love what we were doing and then others would run to run to the uh, BBB and, and, you know, they had a thing or two to say, or like, you know, comments in the, you know, comments on, on Instagram. And so it taught me that I can only show up as best I can, you know, take the lessons that I, that I can to make the business better, but I am only human and I'm doing the best that I can, but it helped me to develop a much stronger person internally when it came to outside influences. That was a big thing for me. And I find myself being most thankful for that because I was able to really become a woman through J Sculpt. And I, I find myself, I talk to my therapist about this often. And then, you know, she says, well, what are you going to do next? And sometimes I want to, I want to talk about these things on a platform, but I want to talk about it from the perspective of self-development by way of running a business, because you learn so much about yourself as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, personally, you know, it, it, 
takes you through this school of life, you know, um, that I don't think you would otherwise be able to experience if it had not been for um, the vehicle of a company. So that's that's my biggest takeaway from 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 this business. You have to be so comfortable with who you are as an individual. And truthfully, that's taken years for me to to master, if you will. And I think that there's still parts of me that's that's mastering that that side of me because the thing about social media is that um, you know, if you see a trend working, and this was this was me at the very beginning beginning stages of like my YouTube years, when I would see trends working, you know, I would go, okay, well, let me kind of morph myself into, into, into this individual's personality, because that's what's working. And then when I would kind of try to take, you know, tidbits from that person, it never quite worked out for me, you know? Um, And it wasn't until I just was like, you know, I really can only be myself. And, you know, sometimes I'm bubbly, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm pretty stoic, you know? Um, but I think it's it's really just to be fully aligned with who you are within your authentic self. It sounds cliche, but I mean, people, there's this, uh, there was this, this uh, meme that went around. This, this guy was saying like, we don't need any more celebrities. It's like, we don't need any more celebrities on, on Instagram. We have enough of them. We don't need your designer clothes. We don't need this, this, and that. We need authentic people um, doing, doing great things in their very normal lives. And I feel like that's been who I am to my core. Like, I, I just don't do well pretending. I, I just, I can't pretend. That's why I, sometimes I feel like I have such a hard time with social media because I'm like, I don't want to do that today. I just, I just want to, I just want to come on. I just want to, you know, have my, my hair in a ponytail. I don't, I don't want to do no filters. I don't want any makeup. I just want to have a conversation, but that works for me. Um, on a more tangible business uh, side of things for advice, I would say to really learn your audience, learn your market. Um, because a lot of the time, we think that we can position ourselves or position a product to our audience and that's not what they're there for. Everyone gravitates to us for a particular reason, especially as, as influencers. There's that one thing that got them and you have to know what that one thing is. And maybe it's, maybe it is your personality or maybe it's uh, something aesthetically about you, but you have to be very clear on what that is. Um, and then lastly, I would say to really focus on building a community, going back to this new age of influencers, everybody wants to be a celebrity. Well, the one thing that they're, that they're, that is a disadvantage to that is that you don't create a relationship with your audience. I think that was one of the things that really worked in my, to, to my advantage uh, as a YouTuber, because we were able to develop these parasocial relationships with our audiences. Yeah that is not available to TikTokers. And that's a big thing now too. People are wondering why <laughs> TikTokers are having such a hard time engaging. Nobody knows you. Yeah. Nobody knows who you are. You are just uh, a person pushing a product and there is nothing else there. You're a character. There is yeah. a character. Uh, yeah. You are um, a product. You're a product of a product versus really getting granular with your audience, having uh, thought provoking conversations, 
um, those are always going to be the key. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm getting long-winded, but- No, um, I love it. Keep going, girl, please. There was a study done on Taylor Swift and why she is so massively successful with her audience. And it's because she has- a true relationship with her fan base. She will she will leave comments, um, you know, on her posts. She'll engage with her audience. She'll show up to some of her fans' homes. She's known for she was uh, well. She's known for giving private concerts to her core fans in her home. She's done so many philanthropy and and things that people don't even know about. You have to. You have to go and, and dig for these things, but it is because she's she's down in the trenches with her audience and they love her for that, you know? Um, and that's really what it's what it's all about. If you wanna if you wanna grow and keep your fan base, you have to stick with them. Girl, you better give us a master class. <laughs> Don't make me transcribe everything you saying and sell it, girl, because you are preaching. I really appreciate that. And you know, when it comes to authenticity, you are one who has mastered that. Um, you are just really genuine in how you talk to your I know you don't even like to use the word fans but those people who are connected to you on social media so I really commend you for that because it's something um, that's very different that stands out about you I mean even this podcast conversation when we were going back and forth and planning and you were like oh do I need to be camera ready and I'm like girl no so we up on here no makeup on chilling two girlfriends just having a real conversation so I appreciate you and your energy is just everything no, thank you. I was just like, when you said, when you said no makeup, girl, I was like, whoo, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I sometimes I get flushed. I'm like, oh my God, I don't feel like sitting there with this makeup on my, you know, on my face. I just want to be comfortable. Um, but honestly, Maria, thank you so much. And congratulations to you. I wish you nothing but the best. I really want to say like, um, just from a personal standpoint, um, I, I love watching you with your family, your children. You have a son that's off to college, right? Or yes, my firstborn in his twenties, girl. I tell, <laughs> but I, I really want to say there was a there was a, a pivotal a pivotal moment in my life by way of a post that you made uh, about becoming debt free, and when you paid off your home, that was such a goal for me. I was like, oh my gosh, you really did it, and I I could feel the um I could feel the peace I could feel uh how proud you were to accomplish that and that prompted me to pay off my student loans it prompted me to become a homeowner so I I, I do have to say like I think people uh see see social media and they think like they're not making an impact and that could be the furthest from the truth because you really helped me um build the build the bridge to to my own financial freedom so thank you so much no thank you for sharing that with me it really means a lot and you know i truly believe that everybody can be a millionaire everyone can be debt free everyone has great ideas so it's really why I share and do the things that I do and have people like you on the podcast. So uh, before we close things out, Miss Jazz Jackson, please go ahead and give folks uh, details on how they can stay connected with you, Jay Sculpt, and everything you got going on. Follow me on Instagram. I'm, I'm a millennial. I'm an old millennial, so I haven't made my way over to TikTok yet. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> so it's ITS. Simply Jackson. It's Simply Jackson on Instagram. Uh, for J Sculpt is J Sculpt Fitness, and I mean that's that's where you'll find me on the socials. <laughs> 
on all the socials. I know that's right, sounding like a millennial auntie. Well, uh, thank you again for this inspiring and insightful conversation, and I will definitely be in touch. Okay, babe, I'll talk to you soon. And that is a wrap for this episode of Mind, Body, and Business. Hey, be sure to follow, share, and subscribe. New episodes drop every Wednesday. Plus, you can stay connected with the Mind, Body, and Business podcast at MBB Pod on all socials, especially on Instagram. I check those DMs. I comment back. So be sure to follow. As always, I enjoyed this conversation and look forward to another one on the next episode. Until then, take care. Mind, Body, and Business is an Urban One Incorporated Reach Media production. Hosted by me, Maria Moore. Follow me at Maria Moore on all socials. Executive produced by Maria Moore, Senior Director of Podcast Operations, Sierra Reed. Supervisory producer, Colby Cope tyner Director of Sales and Corporate Partnerships, Michelle Marino. Integrated Marketing and Partnerships, Lori Flowers, Laura Lopez, and Brittany Jackson. Digital Marketing, Walter Gaynor, J.R. Davis, and Tim Hall. Music produced by Jamal J. So Smith. Thank you for listening to the Mind, Body, and Business Podcast.